In chapters 47 through 56, Pi sees that the zebra is still moving after being attacked, but by noon the zebra dies and the hyena moves on to orange juice. The hyena and orange juice end up fighting, but orange juice loses and the with the hyena slicing through her throat. Pi knows he may be next to die. In chapter 49, morning arises on day four, and Pi is very weak and suffers from thirst and hunger. He notices Richard Parker on board and prompts him to look for water. He is parched. Pi figures out why the animal is acting so weird and why the tiger is acting strange. It was, he was either sedated or seasick. Pi describes in every detail he can visually see of the life, lifeboat. It is 26 feet long, 8 feet wide, and 3.5 feet five feet deep. He lifts the tarpaulin where Richard Parker is, and he has to maneuver around the tiger to get survival supplies. He finds inventory with food and water. He figures out he has enough food for 93 days and enough water for 124 days. He's so excited and happy. Pi extensively lists all the tools and supplies he finds on the lifeboat and then falls asleep like a baby, getting a good, nice rest. Pi sleeps most of the morning and he wakes to decide to build a raft because he feels like if he stays on the boat, Richard Parker will eventually kill him. While building the raft, Richard Parker is staring down Pi and the hyena, and Richard Parker kills the hyena. While Richard Parker continues eating the hyena, Pi finishes building his raft. Pi spends the night on his raft, but it is not the ideal situation because it is cold, wet, and rainy. While on his raft, he thinks of things he can do to get rid of Richard Parker. He comes up with six plans. Hi guys, welcome to the Cactus Podcast episode two. Today we're going to be talking about Pi's survival skills in his first couple days after the zebra and orangutan have died. We're also going to be talking about the imagery that the author goes into in these couple chapters and the immense detail that he uses in describing these chapters. I think a good first question to ask would be, what are some examples of imagery you guys see in these chapters? Um, I think in chapter 53 on page 153 when the author uses two similes to provide visual and auditory images of Richard Parker. Um, the quote is, Richard Parker opened his maw and the squealing rat disappeared into like, into like a baseball into a catcher's mitt. It is hairless, its hairless tail vanished like a spaghetti noodle sucked into its mouth. <laughs> Disgusting, if you ask me. But the author did really convey a good sense of imagery there. Does anybody have any other examples? How he described the details of the boat, I thought were very exquisite. How so? The details. (laughs) I agree. Does anybody else have any other examples? How about the food? When When he opened up the food, how do you guys think he went into detail describing the food? He had really nothing else to describe, so the things that mattered most to him, he would describe, like the boat. He was on there for seven months, so that was the only thing that he could detailly describe. And same with the food, that's like all he had on the boat, so he would, if, I feel like if anyone asked him, like, what, did, what popped out to you when you were on the boat for seven months, that was like the two most things that he came out with detail. I mean, in chapter 52 on pages 282 
to 284, he went into detail about his whole list he made about everything he had, such as two yellow rectangular sponges, two hatchets, um, one sewing kit with the straight and curving needles with the strong white thread, one notebook with 98 line pages, 192 tablets of anti-seasickness medicine, and stuff like that. One, you could tell he was very bored, but also it was like a good survival skill to have because he knew everything he had. Exactly, and like even when the author just goes into so much depth, him taking those first sips of water. I mean, not having water for two days and no food, he was obviously like so hungry and so thirsty that when he did get his first drink of water and first bite of food, it, the author did a really good job of conveying the imagery and how good Richard Parker, or how good Pi felt to have that first bite of food and that first drink of water. It was like a Coke ad. It was just so refreshing. I feel the real purpose behind all the listing of items is you really feel that um, gratefulness that you get from Pi and how it's almost like a gift opening up um, all these new things and it's like oh I got a sewing kit now I have this now I have that and it's almost just an adrenaline like an excitement. It's like a little kid on Christmas. Um, I feel like the author described like what we get on a daily basis and when Pi was stranded on the boat him having to save for like what he need what he needed and like what was important which is food and water and it like he described it in such an amazing way because we don't see like everything we have on a daily basis but since Pi didn't have all that stuff that he needed like food and water it made him more grateful for what he had. Yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. Yes. You know, we take all these things for granted, but, you know, being stranded on a boat in the middle of the ocean, that was all Pi could ever ask for. I mean, him having and believing in three religions, it's like God gave him the gift of food because really he thought he was on a small boat in the middle of the ocean, but it's like, boom, now you have food and water for 100 days. But now his only problem is Richard Parker. I mean, other than that, he's got food, he's got water. He's, he's a smart kid with great survival skills, so I don't think he'll have any problem surviving in these conditions. I agree. Well said. Thank you. And like... Thank you so much for watching this episode of our podcast. If you enjoyed, please be sure to give feedback. And we're going to come out with the next episode next week covering episode three. the next ten chapters of this podcast. So I hope you enjoyed. If you have any questions, please send it to our email at cactuapodcast.org. And we'll see you guys in the podcast next week. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great day.